Okay, let's get into Parshas Kisavo Tavshin Pei Aleph. Sorry, it's a little late. It'll be a little uh, technical difficulties, but uh, let's see uh, what we can squeeze in here on the second to last Shabbos of, of Tavshin Pei Aleph, Parshas Kisavo. And we start off with the Medrash. And Medrash on the Parsha, we're not going to get into what the connection of the Medrash to the Parsha is, but it's the Medrash towards the beginning of the Parsha, where the Medrash says, you have it here in source number one, Ashrei Adam Shomeli Liskod al dal sosai yom yom. Praised is the one that uh, listens to me, that knocks on my doors day by day. Lishmar mezuzos psachai. Mao liskod al dal sosai. What does that mean to knock on my doors? Doors are plural. My door. What do you mean doors? Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Im halachta lehispalo besoch pesakneses al tamod al pesach achitzon lispalo sham. If you come into shul to daven. Don't stay on the outside. Don't stay right by the door. But go in the door within a door. The Gemara has this somewhere else, in a different, in a Gemara, not just in the Medrash, that we should go in two doors into the shul. Not just one. And that's why there's a minog of many shuls, not just for noise control, that there's, a, there's an entrance way in between the shul and the, and the outside. But it's based on the Gemara and it's based on this Medrash. What does that mean? What's the message of two doors? Says Reb Blumenzweig, the Rosh Hashiva of, uh, of Yerucham, in the Sefer V'Salachti B'Sochachem. Beis HaKnesa Shorach Yivnu La'Azara B'Knisa Elav K'deshi Kanez Adam L'Fnim Mishteit L'Asos A shul should have a place where you can go in two doors. Yitachain Matzav She'adam Nichnas L'Bedelis Achas El Azara She'lefnei Beis HaKnesa's it's possible for somebody to go into one door, but still be the, in the ante room, still be in the outside of the shul. It's not a full entrance. It's not a full entrance. It's possible for us to go to shul, says Rav Blumenzweig. You can go in both doors. But you go to the back row, and you stay in the back seat. There's not even there's plenty of seats, or it's not even regular seats. But I sit in the back on the bench. You don't go in fully. The physical placement of where we choose to sit often reflects internally what we're feeling, and how close we want to get, and how much we want to go in. A person who sits and stays in the entranceway. You don't want to go in the second door. He's found physically and spiritually, socially in the in-between stage. Right? We want to go in, but we don't want to fully go in. We go to shul, but we don't want to get too close to the, to the, to the Aaron Kodesh. We're not just talking about physically here. We're not just talking about physical. But that reflects something. That reflects something. When often we go to shows or concerts or somewhere else, we'll go, we'll pay extra for front row seats. All the way in the front. I'm all in, as they say. All in is the phrase. And in shul and in shiurim, this is fine. I'm good. I'm good where I am. 
Says the Hisalachti Besochachem. Padam Shadam Soed Baofan Malayal Tochabayas. Lomed Kukulam. Mispalel Kukulam. Achmikumo Haruchani. Sometimes we could physically be there, but, but we're not all in. We're not fully there. The message of going into two doors is we have to be all in. When we go Davin, when we go to a shear, go in both doors. Don't stay in the middle. Don't stay with one foot in and one foot out. Because then the experience is not going to be total. And he continues, turn the page on the next page. He says, "Nekudot reishit rabo yeshla adam b'chayav." There's many beginnings in people in our lives. Chelkan mizumanas lo milamala, chelkan yotzer ulatzmo. Some of them are are automatic from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The new a new day, a new month, a new year, and sometimes they're beginnings that we make ourselves. A new job, a wedding. Right? There are new there are new beginnings that we take upon ourselves. Beginnings allow new beginnings. Allow us to turn over a new page. Allow us to start again every day, every morning, every month, every year. And that's what Shuv is about. But you know what Shuvah demands with that new beginning? We have to jump in. We have to jump in. If you ever try to get used to the water in a swimming pool, you just put your foot in, you're not going to get used to it. Put your foot in, take it out. Put your foot in, take it out. You're going halfway up to your waist, you come out. You're going to be freezing. The only way you get used to it is you jump in. The only way you're going to get the experience and enjoy it and be able to swim is if we jump in. Adam she'yishar b'mavoa she'yotel l'shamer she'yinase l'shamer esamusakim batfiso shebehem chayarata v'lo yeimuchan l'shtachrer mehem if we want to keep our previous values, our connections, along with getting the new, then we're not going to be able to do it. We're going to want to hold on. But then we're not going to get the most out of the experience. And he says, that was Reb Lazar ben Durdaya. Lazar ben Durdaya, who's spoken about at length in many chubadrashas in this time of year. Reb Lazar ben Durdaya, the Gemara Navodazar, Dafyudzayin, he quotes the Gemara. He was a major balavera, major balavera, and finally, at, a, at the moment that he was about to be chote with another zona, finally she says, you never do in shuva. And all of a sudden he takes that as, a, as an epiphany of moment. He's like, whoa! And what does he start doing? The Gemara says, if you look on line 30, um, start with line 29he starts talking to the mountains help me out and they said we can't you got to do it yourself and he says help me out no until he says those words last line it's only up to me he puts his head between his knees he cries and cries the Gemara says until he dies and Bosco goes out and says He's going to Olam Haba. Why did he first ask the sun and the moon and the mountains and the valleys? What's the message of that? This explains the Blumenzweig. He thought, he was looking around at the world that he had still been involved in. He was looking around at the universe. Help me out here. He was trying to connect to the new and the old and keep some of his past with him until he realizes, it's only me and I have to cut, and I have to start again. And I have to break the shackles of what I have been involved in. Berega shehevin, line 19. Shechayavim hevel barik, cuts b'masa v'ratol ha'sheh b'tshuva. 
Ah, me believe me, Sim, who nishar talui baolam shabonil is chayav anato. He didn't realize it. Rakish akolo lomo akodem karasalov. Be vatrolov ato. He was all alone. He realizes now I have to start again. But this is the message of the medrash, the two doors. This is the message of Elul. This is the message of tshuva. This is the message of every time we want to get any experience in life. We have to be all in. We have to try to do everything we could do to be able to get the most out of the out of the experience. Okay. Moving right along to the first mitzvah in the parsha, and that is the mitzvah bikurim. Mitzvah bikurim. The Torah tells us, When you have Yerusha yeshiva, when you settle. You take from the rashes, right? From the rashes, not all fruit, only the shiva saminim. That's bikurim is only from the shiva saminim, not from um, all of the fruit of the land. Um, this is, and that's a lakuleyama. Lakuleyama. There's a machlokas about chumas and maestras in general. Rashi and Tosfos say all chumas and maestras are only midaraisa by dagan tirosh viyitzar by grapes and olives, but oranges and pears. That's all Durabanan, according to Rashi and Tosfus. Everybody agrees that vegetables, Trumas and Maestros, are Durabanan. Maestro Yarek is Durabanan. But the Machlokes is about everything besides Tirosh V'Yitzah. The Rambam says, all fruit of Daraisa. All fruit of Daraisa. Again, in the times when the, the Kedusha Sa'aretz was full. Uh, but Bikurim, everyone agrees, only Shiva Saminim. Only Shiva Saminim. So the Pazak says, We should take from the rishis, Asher Tavi Me'artzach, Asher Hashem Lekech Hanosin Lach, V'sam Tavatena, we put it in a basket, V'alach Yelamakom, Asher Yifcha Hashem Lekecha, you go to the place that Hashem will choose. Right? The name is not mentioned. The word Yerushalayim is not mentioned in the Torah all the way until Yoshua. Perak Yud, that's the first time Yerushalayim is mentioned in Tanakh, the place that I'll show you. The place that I'll show you. And you go to the Kohen, and there's a special mitzvah. Mikra Bikurim. Not only Havas Bikurim, there's Mikra Bikurim. There's the Kriya. Along with the Mitzvah, what happens? The Pasuk tells us, we're familiar with this from the Haggadah. I went out to We were small, then we became great. It's a little lesson in Jewish history. A little lesson in Jewish history. Right, we've discussed in past Haggadah Shi'urim, why do we choose these five psukim rather than Sefer Shmos, where it's a much more expansive and uh, comprehensive treatment. But this is, the, uh, this is what we do. The Mishnayis in Bikurim, Rabbi Sachs quotes it here in source number four, Mishnayis in Bikurim discussed the pomp and circumstance that surrounded Havaz Bikurim. The farmers used to bring Bikurim. All the workers, all the farmers on the side used to stop. They used to give a shkayach. They used to sing. They used to accompany the parade. The Bikurim parade to Yerushalayim. Right? One, of the, one of the sources of standing up when somebody's going to do a mitzvah is this Mikur Bikurim. When he's going to do, when, whenever somebody was bringing their fruits, everybody was excited. Right? And he quotes, Our brothers from such and such a place come in peace. The flute would continue playing until the procession reached the Temple Mount, etc., the scene as groups converged on the temple from all parts of Israel must have been vivid and unforgettable. But then there's Mikra Bikurim. And says Rabbi Sachs, that's, the, that's what's unique about the process. 
many religions bring, bring fruit to their gods, to their temples. Fruits and presents, that's, that's not unique. Mikrobikurim is unique. Why? What's Mikrobikurim? What does that highlight? Look at the top of the next page. Top of page five. What was original was not the celebration of first fruits. Many cultures have such ceremonies. What was unique about the ritual in our Parsha and the biblical worldview from which it derives is that our ancestors saw God in history rather than nature. Normally what people would celebrate by bringing first fruit would be nature itself, the seasons, the soil, the rain. Right? They, nature is amazing. Look what I have from nature. And they would celebrate nature and maybe even serve nature. It is not about nature. But Mikrubikurim is, what do we do? We take the fruit and we put it in context. And we start talking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the Shibud and the salvation and Eretz Yisrael. About the shape of history, the birth of Israel as a nation. And the redemptive power of God who liberated our ancestors from slavery. So it wasn't the ceremony, but it was what was said. Recognizing not nature as a power, but recognizing the power behind nature. And the power that created nature. Jews were the first to see history itself as an extended narrative with an overarching theme. Right? There is a playwright... There was someone pulling the strings behind the scenes. That vision was sustained for the whole of the biblical era as the events of thousand years were interpreted by the Nevi'im, recorded by the biblical historians. The theme of biblical history is redemption. We talk about there was a Shibud and Hashem took us out. Eretz avas cholavudvash. And he brought v'samachta b'chalato. We recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu as part of the process. History is an answer to the question, What happened? Memory is an answer to the question, who am I? We bring the history then into our own memory and we help it sh- make it shape who we are. I am part of this nation, I have these fruits, but I use this fruit as a opportunity to recognize my past and I'm part of this amazing history that's going to turn into destiny. And I am part of it. Right towards the bottom now. It meant that they regularly told the story of who they were and why. No nation has ever given greater significance to retelling its collective story than Judaism. What other nation has a minog of telling over this history of the people? Daily, <laughs> annually, which is why Jewish identity is the strongest the world has ever known. The only one to have survived for 20 centuries with none of the normal bases of identity Political power, shared territory, a shared language. We were scattered, but what held us together? Tefillah and Torah and our connection to our Am. That's what held us together. And our dream of the future. And that's what's unique. Not the Havas Bikurim, but it's the Mikra Bikurim. It's how we put everything into context. We put our story and our history and we become part of it. Right? Maybe that's why, he doesn't mention this, I don't think here, but maybe that's why this is what we choose at the Haggadah. Because that's exactly the essence of that night. To put ourselves into their shoes. I don't know a few words like the Ramban does, but that's what it's about. It's about reliving. That's Mikra Bikurim. Every time we're in the base of Migdash, 
We have to remember the past and 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 breathe in the future and and bring it to the bring it bring it to the future and live in the present. But that's the life changing idea he says here in this week's parsha. Tell our story. Tell our story. Sometimes uh, grandparents, great grandparents, tell the story of the of the Altaheim and what used to be, and that connects the next generations. The grandparents bring their children into the next generation, into the previous generation. They bring themselves into the next generation. That's how we have to view our lives as links in the chain. Okay. Next pasuk. Next aspect. We have on Chavav Tazayin. As we continue, <laughs> we get into Vidui Meiser, the next mitzvah, after Mikra Bikur Vidui Meiser, that we've done everything that we're supposed to do every couple of years in the base of Mikdash. The details are quoted. We go and we say we gave Truma, we gave Meiser Isha, we gave Meiser Shani, we did everything we're supposed to have done. And we say in Pasik Tezvav, Hashkifa, Hashem, give us the bracha. Hashem commanded you to do all of these mitzvahs today. Kodesh Baruch tells you to do all of these mitzvahs. The Medrash on that Pasuk, source number seven, tells us, Medrash Tanchuma, Hashem tells you today, This is one of those Medrashim that we call a Medrash Plia. Two things put together, and we don't know exactly how they are connected to each other. This pasuk, today Hashem commands you. This is the pasuk in Tehillim. We say it Friday night, I think. Let us get together and bow down. Three three phrases: Bow down. Crouch and bless. Ask the Medrash. Isn't it the same thing? Ishtaya and Kriya, Kriya, the same, same idea? What are the three? Bowings and bendings and blessings. Moshe saw into the future. He saw there won't always be Bikurim. Because he's learning, the Medrash is learning this Pasuk is not only referring to what was right before it, Vidu Meiser, but the whole section, including the earlier Bikurim. So Moshe saw there wasn't going to always be a base of Mikdash like today, and we can't bring Bikurim. Ahmad Vihiskin Lisrael, she was So you know what he did? He said, he got to daven three times a day. Davening. Goes back to Avram Yisrael Yaakov, but Moshe Rabbeinu was misakin. Lefisha chaviv at tefila of Nei Kodesh Baruch Hu mikol ma'isim tovim or mikol akarbanos because tefila is more beloved in the eyes of Hashem more than any good deeds and any carbon. And the question asks the Mishnah Sochner, that's Rav Taichtel, the author of the Eima Banim Smeicha, right in the Sefer on Chumash. Upele ma'inyan tefila lebikurim. What is the connection? Moshe Rabbeinu saw we couldn't bring bikurim anymore, so he was misakin tefila. What does prayer have to do with Bikurim? The Gampela. Mashamatsinu Shizmicha Torla Machias Amalek Mitzvah Bikurim. Let me add another question. Ask the Mishnah Sakhir. What does the beginning of Kisavo have to do with the end of Kisaitse? The end of Kisaitse, Amalek attacking, and our remembering what Amalek did for us, and that goes right into Bikurim. So, what is the connection between those two sections? So, two questions. What does Bikurim have to do with Tfila? What does Bikurim have to do with Amalek? And the Mishnah Sacher is going to put it all together. Let me put it all together. 
The Yisod Kol HaTorah Kula Hu HaEmuna. The Yisod of all Torah is Emuna. That's the goal of our lives. And everything we do is to connect with Hashem. Kamash Kasev Arash, like the Rush writes in the Arachas Chaim, Loha Emuna Hu HaHeshtabdus B'chalei V'nefesh L'borei Kol HaOlamim. Emuna is a fealty and a shibud to Hashem. When we went out of Mitzrayim, we were burning and boiling with emuna. We went out, we didn't have any food. We went out and we just, we connected with the Kaddish He quotes in brackets a, a, a sharp thought based on a, a totally different, in a halachic context. There's a sugya that's called Hektash Mafkiyah which we're totally not going to get into now. About if you're mocked or something, that it removes the um, shibud, the lien that your property might have to someone else. Hektish, if I'm shit, it uproots that. But he has quotes from someone. Hektish, if we're sanctify ourselves, that removes any shibud that we're that we have been in. Okay, but he relates that. Uh, look at the brackets. But skip down. But when we left Mitzrayim, we were on the ultimate in the state of Emunah, the Aminu Bashem of Moshe Avdo, line 42, and Amalek, as we know, ruined that. Amalek came to weaken that. Amalek came to say, to cool us off. As Rashi quotes on Asher Karcha. Sha'akol Mikre. It's all coincidence. There's no Hashkacha. V'yalkein ba Moshe. V'hera sherak v'yishtablus l'ashem yikvar Yisrael. Moshe saw, we need mitzvos that strengthen our emuna. Bikurim, as we just said. We take what was given to us and we put it into proper historical and theological perspective. Kodesh Baruch Hu gave us this. Bikurim is the ultimate, taking the firsts. And this is what defeats Amalek. Amalek is the anti-Emuna nation. Bikurim is all about everything is his. And we are his servants, and we're bringing it to his servants in the base of Migdash. Bikurim is the anti-Amalek. Amalek is the anti-Amuna. Kisavo gives us Emuna. It relates to what we were just talking about. And Bizman where we can't have Bikurim, where do we show our Emuna? Tefillah. Turning to HaKadosh Baruch Hu itself is an act of Emuna. Turning and believing that we have an audience with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every time we open up our mouths, that reflects emuna. that reflects that we recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in hearing us. Al-Kain on the top left, Kishatzafa Moshe, Shabikurim Asidin Lipasek. When Moshe Rabbeinu saw that there was going to come a time without Bikurim, Ahmad Behiskin Li Yisrael Shimispalangim Upalim Bechol Yom, he made a takana. Three times a day davening. Vim keneged shlosha tevos. That's the three words in the pasuk. Nishtach v'nichra v'nivracha. Shatfila hibemes iker ha'ishtabdus. Tfila the proper recognition that we're talking. Right. That's the iker ishtabdus. Rav Pinkus writes towards the beginning of Sha'arim b'tfila that we think of tfila as very hard and very challenging and having proper kavan. And he says that's true. But like any any skill in life, once we get used to something. Then we'll get, well, it'll be easy to get better at. There's a certain sport that I'm not good at, that I practice and I practice. And it becomes second nature a little bit. Riding a bike. Riding a bike. It's hard at the beginning, and once we get to it, so then we'll 
then it becomes, we don't even have to think about it. We're in that riding the bike zone. Re- the first step, says your Pinkus, towards the beginning in the, in the, the pure Cape Sicha, we have to just recognize that we're talking to Hashem. So often we dive in it and we're just not th- in that zone. We're not thinking that that's what we're doing. We don't remember. And he says just for a minute before we dive in, just to think that is what we're doing. Over and over again, think that, think that, think that, imagine that, imagine that, and then it'll, it'll become part of what we do when we take those three steps forward. And that's what tefillah is. It's a reflection of emuna, And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu felt we needed to take the place of the Bikurim. We needed the power, we needed the power of tefillah based on obviously what the Avos did beforehand. Okay. Moving right along here in Parshas Kisavo. So Moshe Rabbeinu is told by HaKadosh Baruch Hu details of what's going to happen when they go into Eretz Yisrael. Obviously Moshe Rabbeinu was not going to get to be part of it. Perach of Zion. Vayitzav Moshe v'zikne Yisrael Salam Leymar. Moshe and the Zikinim command the Am. Shomor is kol ha-mitzvah sh'anochi mitzvah v'zikam ha-yom. Guard the all mitzvah. V'haya and do this. Vayom asher tabro sa-yardain. On the day that you cross the Yardain, el ha-aretz asher Hashem lo-kecha nosin lach. Take big stones. Visato Tambasid, put lime on them. The Kasav Talain is called Divriya Torah Zos Babrecha. Write the whole Torah on these big stones. Lamanash or Tavo Laaretz, so that you could come to the land. And when you pass the Yardin, stand up these stones. Build them as Beach. Chazal tell us there were a couple of sets of stones. It's not all one set. We discussed a couple of years ago the Malbim. The Malbim on these Psukim, and also related to what it says in Sefer Yehoshua, there were some stones in the Yardain. There were some stones that they took with them to Gilgal. A couple of sets of stones. As Rav Yeruchim, we did this about the 10 or 12 years ago, this Rav Yeruchim, but it's worthwhile to review. What was the purpose of writing the Torah in all these different languages on these stones? especially if they wrote it on the stones that they left in the Yardane, and maybe they weren't, wouldn't even be seen. Maybe they'd be seen, but they weren't staying there. They wrote it, the Torah on these stones, and then they left. So what was the purpose of writing the Torah? It wasn't coming with them. What's the message? Sure, if Yerucham quotes the Gemara and Mesech Sota relating to these stones... And he says, You know what the stones were? It's like the sign outside of a store. If you want to go to a computer store and you see the sign and it says pizza, you're not going to go into that store. You know the pizza store is not going to have the computer things that you need. And if you want to buy clothing, you're not going to go into a store that sells electronics. You know by the sign what's inside. These stones were the sign outside of the land of Israel. To let everybody know what's inside. He doesn't use these words. I think he does somewhere else, but it's like the mezuzah of Eretz Yisrael. Like a mezuzah. So let's read his words now. Kedim yon shalat ha-tolam al-pesach hanus. Olafnei beis mischar gadol. Hamashamesh leida u-lahudia. Mahim kol adramanim somsha. What's inside? If you go somewhere, if there's no sign on the outside, you have no idea what you're going to find inside. You have no idea what kind of store. Sometimes you're, you're looking for a store and there's one without a sign. You're like You go and you're like hoping it's yours, but you have no idea. 
Hine yadun yadin mizeh ki mistama nimsam bohar bitvarim shonim l'minim. If you have if you have no sign on the outside, maybe it's all different things inside. Ulam beis mischar hamiyuchad b'dafka al minachad. But if there's a factory, if there's a store that only sells one type of product, alav yeshno shelat. That has a sign. Hamagid lecha barur that tells you exactly zos vizos timsa kan belacheres. This is what you're going to find. You're not going to find anything else. Tamid ani choshevli says Rabbi Yerucham. Wouldn't it be fun and wouldn't it be uh, productive and helpful if each person had a sign on them, you know, saying what were, what's what's inside this person? What's this person about? What makes this person tick? But we don't. We don't have that. Maybe some of the Kabbalists hundreds of years ago could could see who we are by looking at our face. But we don't have that. But you know what says Rabbi Yerucham? Eretz Yisrael has it. Eretz Yisrael has a big shelet. This is about Taryag Mitzvahs. This land is about Torah and Taryag Mitzvahs and being servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ma'u Eisek Zu HaMedino, Ma'u Iker Mishara. Alachal is Tovei Po V'sham. Don't go and look for things that might not be in this country. Ma'hema Ha'eseigim Shatakabal Vimeno. Ain't Shama Klum. Ki'im HaMeforat V'hashelet. Just look at the shelet. Bereish is Barlokim, Taryag Mitzvahs. That's what's in. And again, it's not only for them, for the outside, for the other nations. Especially if we hold that the rocks were underneath the Yardane, we should know what's on the sign. We should know. The sign says Taryag Mitzvah, so that's obviously what this land is supposed to be about and what it's supposed to be filled with. And that's what we have to recognize. Ma'chova ba'olamo, as he quotes the first line of the Mesolos Yisharim, we have to recognize that's the sign of the land of Israel, and that's what is Hashem's homeland and our homeland and what we're supposed to be about as well. Good. And the Pasuk continues and then says in Pasuk Tess, build the Mizbeach, write the stones. Today you have become a nation. There are two psukim like this in this week's parasha, at least. But today you have become a nation. What day are we talking about here? Hayom This day. So you might say, whatever day. Sometime between Rosh Chodesh Shvat and Zion Adar. Right, that's when the whole Sefer Dvarim is taking place. But if you look in here in the Nesiva Shalom, he says, Hayom, right, today you have entered into the bris. Yeshlomar, maybe, there's two hayoms that we find in Tanakh and in Chazal. Number one, Hayom is Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh is called the Yom. The Pasuk in B'Shalach. Mocker for three meals. Ichlu Hayom. Ki Shabbos Hayom Lashem. Hayom Lam Simsu Basadeh. Hayom is a reference to Shabbos. Shabbos is the day of the Kriyas Bris between Bnei Yisrael and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. B'Shamru Bnei Yisrael is a Shabbos. Lasos is a Shabbos. Every Shabbos is a new covenant made. That's Krisas Bris number one. But maybe Hayom has another reference. Elsewhere we find Hayom. Sometimes by Yehi Hayom, it was that day. Remember by the, I think by the Isha Shunamis. Also by Yosef Atzadik. It was the Yom, and he got pulled out of jail. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is also called Hayom. Yom Adadini quotes this, right? Elisha, Maisa, Shunam, Yom, Vayavo Shama, on the left side. 
Hayom is also Rosh Hashanah, and that's also a day of Akrisa's bris between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. Atem Yitzavim Hayom Kolchem. Hayom is a reference to Rosh Hashanah. Yom Adadina Shekolchem Omdim Avlei HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bedin. La'avracha Bebris. Every Shabbos is a bris, and every Rosh Hashanah is a bris that we have connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And says the Arachim, beautiful. There's a parallel. Now going to page 8. Source number 10. There's a parallel between these two, Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah, and there's a difference between the two. This is beautiful. On the one hand, there's a parallel. Line 16. The Indian creases bris, bebeis hayam makosh me'elu, Shabbos kodesh for Rosh Hashanah, kiyamim elu yeshbem hischachus fabria. There's a hischachus. What does it mean there's a covenant? There's a new agreement made. The Arachayim HaKadosh tells us on Ba'if Chulu, we mentioned this years ago in Parshas Bracious, the Arachayim HaKadosh says, Hashem, when He created the world, only created enough power, so to speak, for six days. For the world to exist for six days. Then came Shabbos. Shabbos generated enough power for the next six days. And every Shabbos generates the power that the next six days could exist. Without Shabbos, the world would evaporate. It would cease at the end of a Friday. It's only because Shabbos comes in and Shabbos gives it the power. That's what the Arachayim HaKadosh says. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Babriyas HaOlam Lo Nasan Koach Lizkayim Elashisha Yamin Dovad Six days! Every Shabbos is a Hizchachos. That's the bris. That's the bris of Shabbos. But we could also say it's the bris of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah gives the power for the following year so to speak, to exist. Don't ask me if it's the year, what are you Shabbos for? Okay, on two different levels. Shebechol, Shana Vishana, Barash Hashana, Mishadshim, Kol, Ha, Vachina, Vesedar, Hayeshtalshalus, Kemoshaya, Beis, Briyasa, Olam. The power is there. And that's how they're parallel. Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah are both parallel. There's a bris that Kodesh has with us. Shabbos helps create the next six days. Rosh Hashanah helps create the next year. But there's also an opposite, not a parallel. Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah are both britoed, and they have a parallel, but they also are opposites. In what way? Amnam, on the left side. There's a difference between the Krisis bris of Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah. Krisis bris of Shabbos, humitoch ahava. Ki Shabbos kodesh b'mukoruhu inyan ahava. It's a bris mitoch ahava, out of simcha, out of ahava, out of love. And Rosh Hashanah has a different feel. Rosh Hashanah is Yom Hadin. Rosh Hashanah, the Ramam says, is not a day of simcha yaseira. Right? It's a day of yira. It's a day of yira. It's a bris of yira. So Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah work together. Hayom Hazeh, this day, Shabbos mitoch ahava. Rosh Hashanah mitoch yira. When it's Shabbos on Rosh Hashanah, that's something very special. But that's the message of this Pasuk. And he ends off by saying, You Jews who stick with Hashem, Hashem Yudkevavke, that's Rachamim, that's Shabbos, Elokechem, that's Din, that's Yira, Chaim Kolchem Ayom. You achieve life through these two covenants, through these two brisos. We have Chaim Kolchem Ayom. That's how we have. So that's a Nesiva Shalom, that really we could use, we could use that, this Nesiva Shalom, any Shabbos of the year. It's about Shabbos, it's about Rosh Hashanah, quotes that Arachayim HaKadosh from Parshas Bracious, but he puts it into this week's Parsha on Hayom Azeh.
Okay. If you look, Rav Lopiansky from uh, Silver Spring is his, his, his two-volume set, Yisodia Torah, where he quotes various Rishonim, various Rishonim's works that have to do with the parasha. So he quotes a tshuva from Rav Avram ben Arambam in this week's uh, Parsha's Kisavo in source number 11. Where the Pasuk says towards the end of the Parsha, or towards the middle actually, right, one of the eight times it says in the Torah that we have to follow in God's ways. Follow in God's ways. So Rabbi Avram ben Arambam was asked, there are a number of, of uh, compilations that we have of questions that was asked to Rabbi Avram ben Arambam about the Rambam. We have a whole set called Maisenisim. Rabbi Daniela Bavli asked Rabbi Arambam questions about the uh, about the um, the Shittas Arambam about different topics. But here he has one: the Shuvas Rabbi Arambam, right? Simon Sama Gimel. He was asked that the Rambam counts for Halachta Bedrachav as a Mitzvah Sasei Daraisa, being like Hashem. Halachta Bedrachav. And the question was asked: Yolamdeinu Rabbeinu, why did the Rambam count this? If you look at the Pasuk in Parachav Ches, Pasuk Tes, the questioner asks, it doesn't sound like a mitzvah, it just sounds like a t'nai. If you follow God's path, then you will get bracha. If you don't follow God's path, then you'll get the opposite of bracha. Yikim chashem lo'la'am kadosh kasher nishbala, ki tishmer as mitzvah, l'ashem lo'kecha v'lacha v'nirachav. You'll get all of these brachas, baracha d'bavecha, baracha d'bazisecha, so is that a mitzvah, A? And B, maybe even stronger, we know the Rambam himself. The Rambam himself tells us in the Shrashim, right? the Rambam has Shrashim at the beginning of Sefer Mitzvahs, what to count, what not to count. The Rambam says you never count, one should never count a what he calls a Pasuk Klali, a general Pasuk to be a mitzvah say. The Rambam does not count Kedoshim to you. The Rambam doesn't count Yasisa Yasher Vahatov. The Rambam doesn't count all these general psukim Tamim Tiyam Hashem Kecha. The Ramban does often, but the Rambam does it. So the questioner says, "How could he count Valachta B'Drachov?" Right? It's a general pasuk. Says Rambam and Rambam, and again, I'm not reading everything inside to save time. We just started a little late. Number one, just because it's a t'nai doesn't mean it's not a mitzvah. Who says because it's a t'nai? Right? What does the Pasuk say in Shema? Im shamoa tishmua mitzvot eshra anochi mitzav chayim. If you listen to my mitzvot, then I'll give you rain. That's talking about mitzvot. That's talking about what you have to do. Tariyai mitzvot. So question one is not so strong. Of course, even if it's a t'nai. Hashem wants you to do the mitzvot, then I'll give you bracha. But what about the second one? The Rabbim doesn't count any of the other ones. General psukim. So why is this one different? Says Rav Avram and Rambam, and you have to remember the historical context of when the Rambam lived, when Rav Avram and Rambam lived. Look on the next page, on line number four. Rishona hu ikar gado bedas uban ibdanu anu adas harabanim mishitas hakaraim. We don't follow the Karai view, meaning. We don't just focus on Torah Shebech and how we would interpret Torah Shebech The Kasuv and the Kabbalah, the Torah Shebech and the Torah Shebech It was a double transmission at Harsinai. It was both. Moshe got both. And if you look in the Gemara, 
the Gemara tells us v'halachta bedrachav is not general. The Torah tells us, the Gemara tells us in Sota and in Shabbos, mahu racham afatah racham, mahu chan afatah chanun, there's specifics. Mahu biker cholim, afatah baker cholim. Mahu hil b'sharumim, afatah hal b'sharumim. The four things that are mentioned at the end of the first parak in Masech Sota. So the Gemara tells us specific mitzvos and midos that have to do with this Pasuk. That's why the Ramam counts it. The other ones are general psukim. This sounds like a general Pasuk if you read Torah Shebech Sav, but we also believe in Torah Shebaal Peh. And Torah Shebaal Peh tells us it's not a general Pasuk. Torah Shebaal Peh tells us there are specific actions that are linked to, these, to this Pasuk. And therefore, the question doesn't get off the ground. Torah Shebaal Peh. And therefore this isn't like the other mitzvahs and that's the answer to the question and the explanation of my father's sheet. Okay, we're going to skip 13 and 14. Feel free to look at it. That's the Gemara about Hashem wearing tefillin, brachas davav, and the tzlach, the Nodabi Yehuda on that Gemara. But we just wanted to end with one thought relating to, and Yana Diyomar relating to Elul. It's a story. It's a story about Rabbi Levine, the tzaddik, tzaddik in our time, the tzaddik of Yerushalayim. Rabbi Levine, we mentioned a number of weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, we quoted a mashal of the, of the, uh, the Dubna Magid, I think, about the rich man, he wanted a, he wanted a loan. Remember that uh, story? He wanted a loan. A poor man wanted a loan from a rich man and he kept banging and kept asking for it, kept asking for it and he was pacing back and forth. And finally, he got the loan because the man saw that he was serious. He didn't stop. He didn't stop. So this, this, this story relates to that as well. Defines what we're supposed to be feeling. Rabbi Levine, Rav HaAsirim, he was the rabbi of the prisoners. He had a Rishayon, Miyuchad Likonis Lasirim. He could always go visit the prisoners whenever he wanted. But he had a special pass. One Shabbos, he came to the prison like he always did. But the English soldier this time didn't let him go in. Didn't let him go in. Amar Shodra Yehudi, the Jewish the Jewish officer said, "What? Madua einatanosein lo likanes. Hello, Yesh be other rishon. He has a he has a permission. He's always allowed to go in. Analo, he says, no, 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 not not today. Yesh otzar ba'ir be'imushayom moel. There's there's a um, there's an otzar. Now let now let it be out. There's a curfew. He's not no, he's not supposed to be here. The Shodra Yehudi says, Matua anak mafriel Yehudi zakein." Why are you making trouble for this, this older man, this rabbi that goes and volunteers and, and that just wants to visit the prisoners? Analo says the Shoter. Angli, I don't believe that this is all hitnadvut. Nobody does things for free, volunteering. I don't believe it. He must be paying me paid by somebody. He must, he must. Meanwhile, Raya Levine disappeared. And all of a sudden they see he's walking around the fence, walking around the fence, and he sees he's not a young man. And they see he's trying to, to find a way in. And finally he gets up and he starts climbing. He starts climbing and going in. And finally the officer, the English officer, goes and runs to him and says, okay, okay, go in, go in. He said, well, why not happen? He says, if somebody's just getting paid and doing a job, if they can't do it, they'll do, they can't do it, they'll just go home. He's trying so hard. It's clear that he's doing it because he just inside he feels he needs to do it and he wants to do it. Why are you 
Why did he do this? Why did he try so hard? Right? It must be that this is real. It must be that he really wants it. And that's what Chodesh El is about. That's what Slichus is about. This Klai Yisrael, the Ashkenazim start Slichus, this Motzi Shabbos. We have to not stop. If we get a no, we have to keep davening. If we get a maybe, we have to keep going. Because that's what, that's what our avoda is. Our avoda is to keep knocking, keep knocking on a Kaddish Baruch Hu's door. That's what we have to do. That's what Rabbi Levine didn't take. No, I'm going in. I'm going in. We have to go. We have to go in both doors. We have to go in both doors. In Tefillah, in Torah, in Elul. We have to do what we can. And Be'ed HaShem, HaKadosh Baruch should bless the last two weeks of this year with Refua, with Yeshua, with all good things that HaKadosh Baruch, that HaKadosh Baruch could bless the world with and Am Yisrael with. Be'ed HaShem, it should be speedily in our day.